0: Welcome back to the Pick Up Music pod, where we share tips to improve your guitar playing. I'm Sam Blacklock, co-founder of Pick Up Music, and I'm joined, as always, by Carl, our head of education. What's up, everybody? It's great to be here with you today, Sam. I think we're over 30 episodes now, you know, wow. they said we wouldn't do it. They said we wouldn't be here, but we're here every week, every Saturday. So thanks everyone for tuning in and excited for another year of pods.
1: Wow. Amazing. Thank you to all of you for your support. Sometimes, you know, we get little shout outs on Instagram and, you know, from Daniel Bakara, Great. that We appreciate that kind of stuff. Really, really means a
0: lot. So today you'll learn about the three hats every advanced guitarist wears. And how this came about um, is we're thinking what is it that separates a pro advanced guitarist from someone who's perhaps more intermediate. We've distilled it down to these three ways or approaches of thinking about music, thinking about guitar, and it applies in the practice room. And the whole goal here is it focuses your practice. so. Um, you improve at those three skills. So when you go out and make a solo or you're on a gig or you're recording or just playing guitar by yourself, you don't have to think about them and you can express yourself or have better technique or whatever your goals might be on guitar will be at a higher level um, because you're focused on one of these three hats.
1: Yeah. Or I would argue all three at the same time.
0: <laughs> Triple hat.
1: <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I think like when when we're trying to think about what makes an advanced guitar player, advanced or let's say let's say the the artists that we know and love like they wear these three hats almost without thinking about it you know it's like it's second nature to them it's not um they can either wear one hat perfectly whenever they want or they're wearing them all at the same time you know this is a really interesting topic sam and i think you are really good at like distilling things and so when we were talking about well what makes an advanced guitar player advanced it's like well you know like you just said like they have an idea of what the harmony is they have an idea of like a melodic thing to play they have a great time and great feel and if you really boil down like the main the most important elements of music it's those three things harmony melody rhythm i mean if you step into like a musicianship class or at a college or something like that that's like day one that's the first thing they teach you So, but how can we apply that to guitar, Sam?
0: (laughs) Yeah, and it's a really good point in that, you know, any great guitar player is not going to be thinking literally about hats. But the idea is that, you become really good at each one of those hats so you don't think about it. And it's that, <laughs> right. that age-old idiom of uh, learn it and then forget about it. So learn right. to have good rhythm and then forget about good rhythm. And if you do that with each of these things, and we'll unpack them in a second, then you don't have to think about them. So you, you focus on the practice room so you don't have to think about it when you're actually making music, which is kind of backwards because you know when you start off learning guitar, you think this is something that is supposed to come naturally to me and it's not thinking, it's more of a feeling thing playing guitar. But you can get real nerdy and uh I mean let's let's get in. So the first the first hat is harmony. So if you imagine the hat of a professor, you know, you're a little bit nerdy, you're someone who's thinking about what's going on. Um yeah, what what would you say is included under the harmony hat, Carl? Yeah, well, things like theory, things like fretboard knowledge,
1: triads, inversions, seventh chords, what is an extension, you know, anything that's related to basically chords and how progressions go
0: together uh, is what I would put under the harmony umbrella. And what's interesting with harmony is there's so much in common with melody. Like you'll often hear about chord scale relationships. And in, in many ways, a chord is a scale and a scale is a chord. A chord is just all the notes played at the same time. And a scale is those same notes played uh, one at a time. So yeah. by having a good sense of harmony which has helped through theory and things like the number system, um, or having a good ear. That's totally valid as well. Like You can you can be great at, at harmony um, without going to school. But if you have that harmonic knowledge, then that's going to set you up for success, whether it's writing a sick solo or writing a strong melody, or maybe it's a guitaristic thing, like knowing how to play in any key all over your fretboard or any scale and any position through something like the cage system.
1: Yeah, and then the next one would be melody, and you know this is where we would put on our shredder, our '80s shredder mullet hair, right? Or, <laughs> or maybe it's an explorer hat, right? Uh, which one do you prefer, Sam? Do you, you prefer the explorer hat or the shredder hair? Let's go with both um, '80s mullet Why with not? an explorer hat. Yeah. There you go. And you know, this is where all of our stuff that we that we know and love as far as lead stuff goes, really like left-hand techniques, you could think of, you know, hammer-ons, pull-offs, slides, bends, vibrato, all your articulation things with your picking hand, whether that's economy picking or sweep, you could think about chromaticism, you could think about scales. This is where like arpeggios, I mean, anything that is a technique that allows you to be melodic is where this would would lie. So that's kind of the technique side of it. And then with melody too, it's it's also I think knowing like target tones it it kind of goes back to harmony a little bit because if you know the chords, then your melodies you can play certain notes over the melodies and think of them as emotional tools rather than just like kind of using your ear and poking around. So we just unpacked a lot there, or I just unpacked a lot there, but melody, you've got the technique side and then you've also got kind of the theory side of it as well.
0: Yeah, an example here of how these hats play into each other, let's say I have a chord progression, like like with four chords in it. If I really know the harmony, the chords, the scales, then I can forget about that and put on my melody hat and focus on a really compelling solo. But if I haven't, put on my harmony hat and slowed it down, thought about the scales, then how am I going to write a great melody? Yeah. I always
1: just feel lost at sea at first. Like if I'm just trying to play along with something that I am just picking up for the first time, I would say 99% of the time I try to figure out the chords first so that I have like a boat to float in, you know?
0: It's a good point. Yeah. And I think it is a trap that a lot of intermediate guitarists get in is they're always living under the, the melody hat in fact they've inverted that hat and it's as big as a house and they're just chilling in the in the lead solo melody hat (laughs) Yeah, dude you nailed it on the head that's that's really a, a good
1: point yeah so then uh i guess that leads us to rhythm you know which we talk about a lot here at pickup and it is in a way i think still like the most important it's the most crucial because if you think about like uh let's say in the distance you hear a pitch right is that music technically, (laughs) or you just hear a chord, right? A chord by itself. I mean, none of those technically would would really be music, right? It's just sort of one singular thing. But if you hear something that is rhythmic without chords or melody, you could still call that music. Do you see what I'm saying? So if you have rhythm by itself, that's music. The other two by themselves, not necessarily music.
0: It's a good point. Like drum circles, or I, I right. come from um, Pacific Islands where we'll have like log drumming and super <laughs> musical. And you know, there is pitches. Off, often we don't think of percussive instruments of, as having pitch, but talk to any drummer and and ask them about you know how they tune their snare and toms, and and you realize that there's actually a lot of pitch built into rhythm as well. But that's such a such an interesting point. Remove harmony, remove melody. Still keep rhythm. You still got music that's going to make you yeah. dance. Yep.
1: But within rhythm, if we if we do apply it to more like, okay, let's go back to talking about like guitar stuff. You know, there's, there's things like feel, like, are we ahead of the beat? Are we on top of the beat? Are we playing behind? Are we swinging? Are we straight? There's, you know, things like phrasing, I guess, like how you're playing your phrases.
0: There's a lot of great stuff to chew on there. Yeah, and I think rhythm also is probably like bottom of mind for a lot of intermediate guitarists. And and the epic of music, um, we have thousands of submissions of 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 people submitting videos playing playing music, and and the feedback we hear from uh, the team who replies to that is that rhythm or lack of rhythm mm-hmm. <laughs> is the number one thing sweeping the nation of intermediate guitarists. And why? I mean, why is that? I think
1: that a lot of intermediate guitar players haven't really spent the time um understand s- rhythmic subdivision mm. that's this is my theory and at least when i was teaching you know a lot of students i i i thought i found that it really helped them to be able to subdivide the beat in eighth notes quarter notes 16th notes triplets and then you know those are the main ones and then from there and beyond and and that's not necessarily looking at a page and visualizing it like in, in terms of reading music it's just internalizing it and then I think also the second biggest thing is understanding swing versus straight and then the third biggest thing is like placement so whether you're playing ahead or on top like I was saying earlier so yeah I mean those three things but I think you have to like listen to a lot of music you have to play along with solos um, and do transcribing to really kind of help your your feel along with like You know, understanding that it comes from it comes from you. If it comes from you first, then it doesn't even matter what instrument you're playing. You're going to have a good feel. And that's why you see people like, you know, any guy from Wolfpack or something like they sit down and play any instrument and they sound good is because they all have an internal feel happening within them, you know.
0: Yeah. And you could also think about rhythm this way. Like take a scale and add rhythm to it and you have, you know, you have a have a lead line or take a chord, add rhythm to it and then you've got a, a rhythm part. And you could also think about, you know, as guitarists, we love to learn licks, which is also called vocabulary, but also think about your rhythmic vocabulary. Um, drummers will have this for sure, but there's specific rhythms that you can pick up quite quickly because the rhythm is just, you know. It's just one sound. It's not like lots of notes, so it's easy to pick up. Um, whether that's, you know, something from a solo or from, from a drummer. If you think about expanding both your rhythmic and lead vocabulary, you'll set yourself up to avoid a lot of the big mistakes, uh, which we see in intermediate guitarists. Yeah, totally. So to help you see these hats in action, I've cooked up a quick track here. And uh, we're going to put on each of these hats and kind of dissect this uh, little chord progression. So the first one I want you to put on is your harmony hat. So think about the chords, um, the sounds of those chords, and maybe some scales that you could hear over those chords. Um, I'll let it play once and then I'll put on that harmony hat and show you how I would play thinking about the harmony. Here we go. So with my Harmony hat on, I'm hearing a minor vibe, a minor tonality. I'm hearing a major 7 chord, going to a dominant chord, and also kind of an open feeling. There could be some jazz scales in here, maybe some neo-soul things. So now just play and just think Harmony. harmony also means scales, so I can hit some of those. So really think about the chord tones. Now that wasn't very exciting, but I was really taking the time to think about how what I'm playing connects with the chords underneath. Carl, anything that stood out for you harmonically speaking?
1: Yeah, I heard that like altered dominant chord in there for sure leading to the minor nine sound, the classic neo-soli, jazzy
0: kind of thing. Sweet, so let's put on our next hat and uh, let's uh, think about rhythms. So this is a fun one and something I practice a lot is, don't think about the notes you play, just think about a rhythm that you're playing. And I'll start it off out on one note and then I won't even be thinking about scales or chords, I'll just be thinking rhythm. Here we go. Thank you.
1: That sounded like a little bit of all three hats there, Sam. I think you were cheating.
0: Well, that's the funny <laughs> thing. Once you put on one, you can start thinking about rhythm, but then, you know, other ideas come to mind and you think, oh, let me follow this road down. But it's it's a nice way to start a solo even because you really yeah. focus in on one particular thing. And you'll hear this that's a true. lot in um, blues and jazz, like particularly like in jazz, when you will trade off with another musician and and the musician will often pick up on the last thing the musician before them said. Um, so it's a nice a nice way to stay focused rather than yeah. you know, being overwhelmed. I think that's a brilliant uh,
1: suggestion for people that might be like, you know, feeling always like overwhelmed or scared when they're going to start a solo. Be like, just think about one hat at the beginning of your solo which is kind of what you just did.
0: And rhythm's a good one because often you'll find you'll play less notes. So like at the start there, I was saying. like, And I just went back to something simple um, uh, harmonically, like the minor pentatonic scale. So I totally recommend that one. And I think it's one of the funnest ones to work on. Yeah. When in doubt, put on that (laughs) rhythm hat. Sweet. So let's put on our melody hat. So melody means a lot of things, but um, I'm going to think about – a strong melody and I might be thinking about things like call and response phrasing Mm. like where I'm ending and starting the phrase and following my ear Mm. here we go (laughs) <laughs> nice yeah so think about melody is also a fun one because it's like this has to make sense this is be hummable I can repeat something over and over and it also refines your playing in, 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 a, in a way rather than thinking about like technique or scales or harmony but it's something that you only get to after knowing the harmony yeah well that's
1: awesome Sam thank you for that beautiful demonstration um, you know I think these as we've been thinking about these three hats over the past week or so, I think they're it's kind of a cool way to to help you in two ways like you could think of it as just a way that's gonna help you uh figure out what your primary role is, like in any musical situation so uh that's one and then the other thing is you kind of touched on earlier is like it can be a way for you to organize and simplify your practice routine so you know first of all, let's say. If we go back to thinking about it as like a, just as a player, whether you're performing live or recording or whatever, it can be helpful to just check in with yourself and ask yourself like, okay, what hat am I primarily wearing for this musical thing that I want to do, you know, or that I'm involved in? So like, say for example, you're, you're in a cover band most of the time in a cover band you know you might take a couple solos but really you need to know what the chords are so you're you're probably going to want to really brush up on the harmony side of and really put on that harmony hat if you're getting ready for a blues gig or a jazz gig particularly without a piano player or a saxophonist or something like you know you're going to need to have both melody and harmony for sure but for sure bringing especially blues like bringing your A game for your uh, lead playing or your melody stuff and like rhythm if you put your rhythm hat where you really need to put your rhythm hat on, I think is, well, all the time, but let's say you had a duo gig or something with a singer, you know, then all the focus is on you because uh, you're providing that, you know, all the groove and all the harmonic information. So anyways, the big picture point is like, before this gig, think about it. It's just sort of a mindset. Like what hat do I need to wear tonight?
0: And also within one song, you might wear multiple hats. Like let's say there's a bass solo, then you're playing chords, you're doing harmony and uh, rhythm. So often you'll be switching between them um, a couple of times in a song, but it's a good point that the function or the role of you as a guitarist um, really changes depending on the musical setting. So I guess ultimately it's about being adaptable and having those hats um, ready to pull out of your wardrobe. Yeah. And then the
1: other way that the three hats can be helpful is, like I said, as a, as a practicer, as someone that is a guitar learner, you're working on your practice routine. And I think there's like two categories of people when it comes to practicing guitar. Some people that get overwhelmed and they're like, oh, I I need to practice 8,000 different things in one session Okay. And then the other type of person is somebody that just picks up the guitar and just starts noodling. Right. And they don't have any direction. And I think either way, whichever one you might be out there, listener, you know, these, if you're like, okay, I have three hats on a page in my Google doc or whatever it may be on a, on a pad of paper. And, you know, I know that I want to try to hit three hats in every practice session, or maybe it's like, you know, I practice three times a week. And on Monday, I do rhythm on Tuesday, harmony, Friday lead, you know, whatever. So, yeah. And like in our episode last week, we talked about atomic habits, right, Sam? And this is maybe a kind of callback to that. Like, how do we make our practice habits easy and small, right? That's one of the things we talked about. Like, how can you easily uh, and quickly accomplish small tasks that eventually add up that 1% over and over and over if you do it consistently. And, you know, maybe this is one approach, like, you know, you you're, you can be sure that you're going to be heading in the right direction because as we said at the beginning of the podcast, these three things are the fundamental elements of music. So, you know, if you're doing like one little exercise from each hat while wearing each hat, thinking about each hat, however you want to think of it, then yeah, you're like heading in the right direction, you know.
0: Yeah, totally agree. I mean, everyone can count to three, and you know, if you're practicing one of three things, that's going to be a nice focus way to practice. Hmm. And uh, yeah, I guess going back to the ultimate goal here it isn't to think about these three hats when when you're playing guitar. It's to have spent the time considering a song from from both of these three angles. So hmm. um, when you go out and play, you can just focus on you know maybe the feeling or or making people rock out um or just giving the song what it needs well that's really great stuff sam i feel like as with
1: the last episode i'm walking away with things that i know i want to work on so i'm gonna i'm gonna be wearing these three hats working on those uh those daily small one percent gains really cool stuff so let's see what do we have coming up we have well, this week we launched, fully launched the Caged 1 pathway, right? So we redid it. We have we had Molly back, upped our production game, upped the tracks, upped the live performances, all sorts of really cool stuff. We rethought the curriculum and the structure and everything to make it more um, fun and applicable. Um, so uh,
0: really excited about that. Hope that you're, uh, if you haven't checked it out, please do. Yeah, and it's also a living class. Like we, based on feedback from our members who say, ah, this video could be better, we're updating them like every week. So usually yeah. with online learning, it's, uh, you know, five years old and, and there's a tab era. But we're, when it comes to CAGE, um, this is something that we're improving um, every day and um, because, yeah, it's, it's so beneficial to our students. Yeah,
1: And then also we're giving away a
0: guitar like one a month pretty much, right, Sam? Yeah, prizes for progress. Um, make progress with your guitar playing um, on the on the site through a pathway and go in there winning to, to get a guitar. And it's pretty good odds. I'd say yeah. probably your best odds ever of winning a um, pro Fender guitar.
1: Yeah, and I've played... It's from the Ventera 2 series, at least this one that we're giving away right now. And I've uh, I've played one of them, and it's fantastic. It's a really nicely... really nice instrument especially considering the price even though it's not cheap it's still like 1200
0: bucks but so uh thanks for tuning in to another pod um if you've got any feedback on these three hats is it something that you do or your thoughts on it send us a message on uh, instagram or support at pickupmusic.com or or uh, reply to this if you listening via an email and uh, we'll be back uh, next week and uh, thanks for tuning in thanks everybody